Hello, this is Dr. Jim Polk. I hope you're having an amazing day. If you'll bear with me for just a moment, I'm going to do something I'm usually loath to do. Read you a few lines from a popular song. Here we go. And you run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking, racing around to come behind you again. The sun is the same in a relative way, but you're older, shorter of breath, and one day closer to death. Every year is getting shorter, never seem to find the time. Plans that either come to naught or half a page of scribbled lines. And then one day you find ten years have got behind you. No one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun. These words were pulled from an epic song by a band my wife mistakenly calls Pink Flamingo. The real band, Pink Floyd, penned a song about wasting precious time and how it flies by faster than we believe it will. And it's ending up at the end of the day, and sometimes at the end of a life, not having done everything we'd hoped. It deals with our strained and strange relationship with the one thing we can't make more of, time. You can extract oxygen from the ocean's water, create poetry out of thin air, and grow cotton with which to make clothing. Virtually everything in our world can be refreshed, made anew, be manufactured, or purchased. But you can't make more time. You can't lease it, rent it, or buy it. All you can do is decide how you're going to spend it. And how you spend your time makes all the difference in the world in terms of how productive you are, how successful you are in your career and life away from work, and how happy you are. The decisions you make about time management dictate whether you've had a life well lived. So today, we'll take a deep dive into the topic of time management in order to help you manage yours in such a fashion that should be more successful in both your career and in your life away from work. So I'm asking you to give me that, that very thing that you have so little of, time, so that from here on out, you'll get more of what you want out of your life. I'm Dr. Jim Polk, and this is An Amazing Career. Hello, this is Dr. Jim Polk, and welcome to An Amazing Career. This podcast is all about equipping you with phenomenal skills, habits, and a mindset that'll redefine your limits and help you achieve your maximum potential in your career and in your life away from work. Here, you'll learn that you're never limited by your circumstances, and that if you believe in yourself and take massive action, you can accomplish anything and everything. I'm an executive and career coach, as well as a neuropsychologist with over 40 years' experience helping people achieve greatness. So strap in, get ready, and take notes, and prepare to learn how to have an amazing career. Well, of course, I'm starting this episode by letting you know how many quotes on time management Goodreads has in stock. Would you believe it has over 12,000? So once again, it looks like I've hit on an important topic. And I apologize for those lyrics from the song earlier on, turned it into some bad poetry. Uh, but some friends thought it might help me stand out in this crowd of over 5 million podcasts and 7 million individual episodes. We'll see. People are constantly either trying to make the most of their time, wasting time, or trying to make up for lost time. There are almost countless stories and films on time. Back to the Future with Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. And my personal favorite, the 1966 television series, The Time Tunnel. We're fascinated by time and how to manipulate it. Well, as of today, we don't yet have time machines that let us unwind or travel back and forth in time. We're still left with the difficult task of just managing the time we do have. So let's tackle it. 
How you spend your time is critical. It makes the difference between success and failure every time. It's something that many have difficulty managing properly, and if not managed well, your best laid plans can falter, and you'll end up rushing around, putting out fires, never accomplishing your goals. The first step to great time management is to have a system to organize your day. Whether it's a calendar on your cell phone or computer, or an actual book that you carry around, it's paramount that you write down your schedule, what you want to get done, where you have to be, and when. Take a few minutes every morning once you settle down to work to review the schedule for the day and for the rest of the week. If changes or cancellations pop up, which they will, make a commitment to alter your calendar then, not telling yourself you'll do it later. And before you make any changes, check with any other people that are involved to make sure they can make the change and ask them to write it down. These seem like very simple tasks, but these little details are often what lies at the heart of time management gone awry. An important part of great time management is starting your day off in a healthy and sane manner. I'm suggesting here that you don't start your workday until you get to work. Let me repeat this. Don't start your workday until you get to work. Now, I used to start my workdays at breakfast. I found myself reading some work-related paperwork or answering emails while eating. I wasn't even fully awake yet, not even enjoying the meal I'd prepared. And I found myself locked into a pattern of beginning my day rushing and taking that anxious feeling with me throughout the day. That feeling of anxiety can be distracting and gets in the way of proper focus. So not only would keeping my schedule in integrity be affected, but my productivity, the quality of my work, my focus and attention, and my ability to enjoy the day would all be diminished. Anxiety and rushing foster a negative state, which you don't want. Part of great time management is arranging things so that you enjoy your life and not go through it feeling stressed and anxious. You'll notice a theme throughout my podcasts, online courses, and in personal coaching that I'm all about being balanced in life. I've seen way too many work like dogs to get that nest egg over the years, and then once they have it, suffering from poor health, broken relationships, and little zest. I don't want that for myself or for you. Well, I found that I get more done during a day and do a better job when I begin it mindfully. I roll out of bed at the same time each day, meditate for a few minutes, and set my intentions for the day. This isn't reviewing my actual written schedule, more of how I want to feel as I move through the day and into the evening. I have a brief workout, shower, and then eat. Following this timeline, I'm much more alert, focused, effective, and happy. I don't begin any work-related tasks before I sit down at my desk. During my commute to the office, I listen to music and I drive. I don't begin the day with the news. It tends to be unsettling for me. So stay off your cell phones in the car or on the bus or train and relax. There'll be time for stressing later, I promise. You don't need to follow my morning routine, but you'll be healthier, more productive, and accurate, and happier if you do. I promise to do an episode on establishing a morning routine soon. Part of the key to great time management is just staying in charge, which is why I talked about focus and distractions in earlier episodes. You start a project or workday with good intentions and you're in control, but as the day unwinds, you start losing it. Distractions and requests start tugging at you, and before you know it, the day is over with your original goals unfinished. Then you take those unfinished goals into the next day, disrupting what you had planned then, like a snowball rolling down a hill, picking up volume and mass. Has this ever happened to you? 
I'm suggesting that you stop every once in a while to see what you're actually up to as you move through your day and prioritize. Are you getting the things in your planner done and are you on track for the day? Are there certain things that tend to always get in the way? What are they and how could you handle them differently? Take the time to figure this out. I love the work of the late business guru Stephen Covey, especially his suggestions on time management, which I've shared with you before and will touch on again now. Mr. Covey differentiated interruptions into four categories that are the foundation of everyone else's theories on time management. His ideas deal with understanding the distinction between urgency and importance and how this distinction is crucial for effective time management and prioritization. It is possible for tasks to fall into different combinations of urgency and importance. Let's start with tasks that are urgent and important. These tasks require immediate attention and align with your long-term goals. They should be given top priority. Next is important but not urgent. These tasks are significant for your goals, but they don't have immediate time pressure. They should be scheduled and managed wisely to avoid becoming urgent later on. Urgent but not important. These tasks demand immediate attention, but may not contribute significantly to your long-term objectives. Try to delegate or minimize these tasks to focus on what truly matters. Lastly, those that are not urgent and not important. These tasks have little or no impact on your goals or well-being. Avoid spending too much time on them and consider eliminating or delegating when possible. By understanding the difference between urgency and importance, you can prioritize your tasks effectively, reduce stress, and work more efficiently towards your meaningful objectives. So I highly recommend his classic and still timely book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's well worth your time, no pun intended. Now let's touch on saying yes. Do you ever say yes to someone's request just to be nice, already knowing it'll either be difficult to follow through with or that you don't want to do it? Learn to say no. It's an epidemic in our society to just say yes too often, to over-obligate ourselves. Overcoming this tendency to say yes too readily involves developing better communication skills, setting clear boundaries, and learning to prioritize one's own needs and commitments. It's essential for individuals to recognize their own limits and communicate them honestly, while still maintaining healthy relationships and a sense of personal well-being. If you're not sure, it's better to say, I don't know if I can make it, or to do that, but I'll give you a call. It's better to say that instead of backing out later, leaving someone who was looking forward to a promise you made being disappointed. There's a wide range of reasons people do this, and if you recognize you're saying yes too often and ending up having to cancel or just not doing what you said you would, you'll make your life better by figuring out exactly why and changing the way you interact with others. Desire for approval or likability is the top reason people say yes too quickly or too often, but it's counterproductive. It either has you disappointing someone anyway, or your schedule is so busy that you aren't getting done what you need to. Other reasons include fear of disappointment or rejection, avoidance of conflict, overestimating time or resources, lack of boundaries, guilt, and poor time management and prioritization. So if you're a yes person, take the time to figure out why and get some coaching to deal with the issue at hand. Finally today, appreciate the little things and take the time to enjoy your successes in life. 
These should be pleasures that you celebrate. Take the time to bask in what you've accomplished, what you've achieved, and who you are. Just knowing that you finished all you started out to do that day, that can be uplifting. And this may, on the surface, seem counter to good time management with your job, but schedule time for relaxation, exercise, and fun. And do your best to leave work at work. Our culture puts subtle and sometimes not so subtle pressure to constantly be busy, to work through your lunch or work late, and to take your work home. How many of you feel pressure to read your work emails in the evenings or even on vacation? Does this pressure come from your employer or from you? This lifestyle ultimately leads to physically out-of-shape workers with little stamina, mental and emotional exhaustion, sleep deprivation, reduced productivity and quality, increased absences from work due to illness, strained marriages and family relations, and quite a few anxiety and depressive disorders. There are always emergencies or special circumstances at work that require us to put in extra time and effort. But if your employer is having you work outside of work, and this is interfering with your non-work life, have the courage to speak up and say no, or find another position somewhere else. Life's too short to work like a dog 24-7-365. So take time for yourself as well as for your work. You're born to have fun. Consider working in order to support your lifestyle. Don't live merely to work, putting off enjoyment until tomorrow all the time, because tomorrow might not ever come. I hope these tips on time management help. I've implemented most of them into my life, and they've really made a huge difference. If you need some help with your career in any area, I'm starting a free career masterclass on every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, beginning September 9. It'll be on Zoom and is limited to 15 members, and it's free. We'll look at how to be happier in your work, how to be more productive, improve your creativity and innovation, leadership, work-life balance, of course, change management, and whatever you need help with. Sign up today by shooting me an email to drjimpolk at protonmail.com. That's D-R-J-I-M-P-O-L-K at protonmail.com. Again, slots are limited to 15, so sign up today. Until next week, this is Dr. Jim Polk, and this has been an amazing career.